If your New Year's resolution is to eat healthier, why not replace that fast food breakfast sandwich with a homemade muffin? MerrimacPodcast.com slash store has tons of different flavors of oat bran muffins, and they are super easy to make. They even freeze well. Check out MerrimacPodcast.com slash store for oat bran muffin mixes that are low sugar, high fiber, and all delicious. Hello and welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mac. It's a new decade, the year 2020, and our fourth anniversary. We have officially been podcasting now for four years. We do a bi-weekly podcast, so we just celebrated a hundred podcasts, or else we'd have like a lot more podcasts if we weren't so, you know, slacky, slackery. I don't know what the word is, <laughs> but here we are. So I've been wanting to do this recipe for a really long time. It's a good recipe. And one of the things that we try to emphasize on the podcast is not wasting food and using leftovers and that sort of thing. So in that line, vein, whatever you would say, in that something rather, in the interest of not wasting food, that sounds very professional, I give you the shepherd's pie. There are recipes for shepherd's pie, but you don't need a recipe to make a shepherd's pie because basically what a shepherd's pie is, is a lot of leftovers cobbled together into a delightful casserole. It is a very old recipe. It comes from Great Britain, Ireland, and England, and Scotland, and places like that. And it is a recipe that was basically created to use what you have to make a meal. I did a little bit of research on it. It's also known as a cottage pie. Shepherd's pie or cottage pie, apparently if it's lamb, it's a shepherd's pie. And if it's beef, it's a cottage pie. But I have never known that. So I would assume that they're interchangeable terms most of the time. And it dates back to the mid, early mid-1800s when potatoes became popular in Ireland and England. And they, they were uh, staple food for the Irish, of course. And so you could use them in a lot of different ways, fried, baked, mashed, in soup. However, you know, so there were a lot of different things you could do with them. And this particular casserole, you can use leftovers of any sort to make this. I enjoy a shepherd's pie. A lot of people have really never had one outside of like a pub because it's kind of pub food. But basically it is meat in gravy with vegetables in a pot with mashed potatoes piled on top of it that are then baked. The mashed potatoes get nice and goldeny brown and then get a scoop of everything. You get potatoes, you get the meat and vegetables, so it's basically like a one-pot meal. So you can see why it lends itself so well to be something you could use leftovers in. Now, a lot of people say, I don't eat leftovers. My family doesn't eat leftovers. I think something needs to change. So I guess what I do that might be different from people that don't enjoy using leftovers is, I look at leftovers as ingredients, so I don't think about them as being something that's left over and I'm not going to eat that. I think of it as something that I can use to make something else. And as a matter of fact, something like shepherd's pie, if I think, oh, we haven't had shepherd's pie in a while, I might cook a beef roast that's larger than I really need so that I can have the leftover meat and gravy from it. And I might make a lot more mashed potatoes than I really need so that I can have 
the mashed potatoes, which is a, a good thing to do because then you can say not necessarily the next day, but the day after that, you know, you can put together your shepherd's pie. A lot of times I'll use a can of mixed vegetables in mine and include things that I might have in my refrigerator, like carrots and celery and perhaps like oddball things. You know, if you have Brussels sprouts in there or any other type of root vegetables, anything like that, you could use those too. So basically what you need to make a shepherd's pie is about a pound of meat that has been cooked already. You need about, oh, two cups of gravy. You can either make your own gravy or you can use canned gravy. And you need about two cups of assorted vegetables. And that's about it. That's your filling. Not a great deal of seasoning in it. Your meat, if you use leftover meat, would already be seasoned. A lot of people like to make their shepherd's pie with ground meat, like ground lamb or ground beef. Ground lamb is pretty darn pricey these days. So I would suggest if you want to do something, make it with lean ground beef. And when you do that, you just basically get a pound of lean ground beef and fry it up and drain it well. And you can fry it with an onion if you like, give it a little extra flavor, season it with salt, pepper, garlic, and then there's your meat. You can either make gravy or, like I said, used canned gravy mixed in whatever vegetables that you're going to use. And they need to be cooked because they're not going to cook that much in the shepherd's pie. So you'll want to get about, oh, about a three or four quart casserole and blend your meat, gravy, vegetables all together in the casserole and then top with mashed potatoes. And that's really all you need to do. And that is it. And you'll want to bake that for uh, about 45 minutes on 350 degrees. And there you are. There's your shepherd's pie. So you can see how easy it is to use up some leftovers. If there's just one or two of you, you do not have to use those amounts of meat. If you wanted to make a variety of things through the week, say you could fry up a hamburger and divide it up for tacos one night, chili one night, and then shepherd's pie one night and just get a variety of things out of that particular cut of meat. And like I said, you can use leftover roast beef in it. You can use leftover lamb if you have leftover lamb, although no one has leftover lamb, so let's not be silly there. And, you know, it's really funny, but shepherd's pie is one of those things that culturally everyone has something like this, just about something similar to a shepherd's pie. And I was thinking when I was in high school, I went to France for a couple of weeks one summer, and we stayed at a school called the Lycée d'État Jean Zay on uh, the Rue de Dr. Blanche in Paris. How's that for French sounding words? just want to say I practiced that all afternoon. When we arrived there, we were we basically got off the plane, went to the school and then had dinner. So we were like wiped out cuz we had had a long flight and on a DC8 by the way, which was probably the bravest thing I've ever done. But <laughs> long flight land in Paris, get to the school and we went straight to dinner. And we were like wiped out. So, of course, the first thing that was brought out was this huge pan of kidneys in gravy, which we didn't, none of us knew what they were because we had never seen that sort of thing before. And then they were like the sole of your shoe, basically, which was, you know, greatly diminished my view of French cooking. I was up for French cooking, you know, and then I'm like, what the heck is this? So the chef was very upset that none of us ate that and was very mad. The second course, the teacher told us, I don't care what she brings out, you're going to eat it. Thankfully, it was a delicious dish of ground meat covered with mashed potatoes. 
and we ate it. It was probably looking back ground horse meat because that was very popular in the 70s in Paris and all of France, not just Paris. Horse meat was the go-to meat. Um, We were actually told, make sure you order beef if you don't want to eat horse meat. (laughs) So (laughs) I didn't even think about it and I didn't care about it because I was very hungry and it was really good. And then we applauded the chef and she was just thrilled and then loved us all again and didn't try to poison us the next day. So that was good. So... That was uh, a version of shepherd's pie, and it was very basic. It was literally just ground beef and gravy with potatoes on top, and it was delicious. So, you know, the, it's it exists all over the place. So, like I said, there's not really a recipe for it because it's just a thing. You can make it however you want. You don't even have to put meat in it, which, this is kind of lame, but on Wikipedia it says it's called a shepherd's pie, and that's a bunch of crock, you know. Well, I mean, I'm sorry, that's they, a bunch of crap. They still look after animals though so yes but you, you gotta you gotta change the occupation there a shepherdess pie yeah no that's break that's that's not that's weird and lame yeah maybe like a i don't even know i don't know a botanist's pie <laughs> a botanist's pie <laughs> i like that one let's, but let's basically <laughs> it's very easy to do and you could even make it vegan Because if you make a gravy out of vegetable broth, which is a very simple thing to do, you just basically heat your, well, take your vegetable broth and stir in to a cup of broth about a tablespoon of flour and stir that in while it's cold, mix it in real well, and then heat it up and cook it. It'll thicken up into a gravy. Take all the vegetables you want, pour that gravy on it, put it in a casserole, and top it with mashed potatoes. And there you have the botanist's pie. Yes, the botanist's pie. Now, a lot of people... Try people are always trying to, you know, make it sound like this should be, you know, some kind of a fancier food. And they everybody wants to put cheese and stuff. You don't have to put cheese in everything. I know that sounds crazy, but you don't. So shepherd's pie does not traditionally ever have cheese in it. It's sometimes included, sometimes not. But here's a twist on a shepherd's pie that's very good, and it's another one of those kind of leftovery side dishes that you know, you see a lot of recipes for and people try to fancy it up. But it's a uh, colcannon. And colcannon is basically just mashed potatoes that are blended with sautéed cabbage. Regular old cabbage. You cut it up and slice it into thin slices, like almost shredded, but not quite that. Cook it in butter. You can even chop an onion and throw in it or leeks or something like that, a traditional kind of a root oniony vegetable, and cook that in your cabbage and then blend it with mashed potatoes. And that's a it, it's a side dish and it's a main dish. In Ireland, it was a popular main dish, especially around Halloween. It was one of those traditional Halloween. Isn't that wild? That's what, for a special Halloween, we're going to have cabbage and potatoes mixed together. And they would hide little prizes in it and, you know, whatever for Halloween. But Colcannon is like, it, Colcannon is actually a nice side dish. But if you happen to have cabbage, and cabbage is one of those weird things that there's always some left. I don't know why that is. <laughs> Whenever you have cabbage, you make something with cabbage, there's always some left. So this is a good thing to do with it. And it's kind of like the Polish side dish, Halushki, which is basically cabbage cooked in butter with noodles so it's kind of like that you got your carb and you got your cabbage people do try to fancy this up also but one of the cool things that i did see was a recipe for shepherd's pie with colcannon on the top and i thought oh man that would be good 
you know, make your shepherd's pie and then make your cocan and put it on top and bake it in the same way. And I think that would be a tasty thing. And I learned something new today when I was checking out different recipes for Colcannon because I didn't just want to say it's just cabbage fried in butter <laughs> mixed the potatoes, but that's what it is. So if you have leftover Colcannon and you fry that for your breakfast, that's what bubble and squeak is. I never knew what bubble and squeak was. According to Wikipedia, it's called bubble and squeak because the cabbage makes that noise when you cook it, but I don't think that's why it's called bubble and squeak. So there's a nice recipe for you, a nice shepherd's pie, whatever meat you want to use. You can use roast beef, ground beef, lamb if you like, any vegetables you like. Put now, some mashed potatoes on it. It does have to be red meat, though. Right. Yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be red meat. I can't but... imagine that would be great with poultry. I don't know, because with poultry, it'd be sort of like a pot pie. Oh, that's true. So I imagine mm -hmm. you could do it with poultry if you wanted to, but I think you could also do it with pork if you had pork mm -hmm. gravy. But basically, when it's called a shepherd's pie or a cottage pie, it's typically either beef or lamb. And another thing is, you know, when you, when you look back in the times when this dish started and became popular and that sort of thing, people may have had the barest amount of meat. They may have literally cooked a bone and made bone broth and made a gravy out of it and put it over a few root vegetables. And, they, you know, they probably put gravy over chopped potatoes and then put mashed potatoes on top of it, you know. But you, you could put anything in there, cabbage, any type of root vegetable, any type of vegetable at all that you have on hand. So that's your little, that's your using leftovers recipe today. So this year... I think one a good thing, you know, rather than a resolution, but a goal I'm going to offer you is to try and use your leftovers up or try and think about when you're making something, plan ahead and make a little more and then think of something else to make with it. Like I said, we do that a lot. We do uh, burrito bowls. We might, I might cook a pound of ground beef and then have tacos with it one night, have burrito bowls with it, make chili with it, do whatever, you know, and have a little bit extra. So there's a lot of things you can do and plan out and make your life simpler even by using your leftovers as ingredients. There's my tip for 2020. And make sure to check us out online on Facebook and Instagram at Mary Mac Bakehouse, on Twitter at Mary Mac Podcast and Mobile Mary Mac. And on our website, MaryMacPodcast.com. Thanks a lot for listening if you did. And if you didn't, too bad for you.